There's a man going around taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. Hello, good people. This is Pastor Philip Beatty from Hartford City Church. Welcome to episode three of Going Deeper in James. During this podcast series called Going Deeper in James, we are taking a look at parts of the book of James that will take us deeper into his message to us as Christians about how we can have real faith and not just talk the talk, but really learn to walk the walk. This is a sermon series that we're doing on Sunday mornings at Hartford City Church. We meet at 10.30 a.m. at 15 Vernon Street in Hartford. We're also on Periscope each and every week. You can catch us live or catch a replay of that at any time through the Periscope app, uh, which you can also access through our Twitter account, Hartford City Church. Because you only have so much time on Sunday mornings, I wanted to take some opportunities to dig a little deeper into James and bring out some things that would be good for us as Christians to think about and hopefully encourage us and help bring about the visible transformation in our lives that we want to see. So if you've missed any of the episodes, you can go back on this podcast and they're called Going Deeper in James. And this is episode three. Um, We're going to deal with the subject of personal responsibility, personal responsibility. And we're going to be reading from James chapter one, verses 12 through 15. And again, we're going to read it from the message version of the Bible, and then I'll read it from the New International Version of the Bible, and then we'll take a look at it together. Amen. Here we go. James chapter one, verses 12 through 15. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such persons loyally in love with God, the reward is life and more life. Don't let anyone under pressure to give in to evil say, God is trying to trip me up. God is impervious to evil and puts evil in no one's way. The temptation to give in to evil comes from us and only us. We have no one to blame but the leering, seducing flare-up of our own lust. Lust gets pregnant and has a baby, sin. And sin grows up into adulthood and becomes a real killer. And again, the same passage from the New International Version of the Bible. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So we've been talking about persevering under pressure and taking charge of the process that God has us in, or the process that we find ourselves in, and we're seeking to find God's way through the process. Because we know that everything that happens in our life, God can take and use and make into good for us, and that God actually intends for us to face challenges of many kinds. But One challenge that we need to understand is the challenge of facing temptation to sin. James is careful to say we need to know that God does not tempt us to sin. God does not cause us to sin. But rather, we are tempted when we are dragged away by our own evil desires. It's when we decide we're going to do what we want to do. And when we do, we often will experience the consequences of that decision and that action. So in other words, I might sum it up as saying, don't blame God for that mess. (laughs) Some of the messes we find ourselves in are not the result of someone else, and they're not the result of some system that's always working against us, but they're the result of our own decisions and our own responses to the circumstances that we're in. 
Now, as we begin, I want to say I'm not talking about evil or sin that happens to us. Certainly, we know that there are times when other people's sin, other people's personal responsibility affects us, and we should never take the blame for someone else's sin. So in the same way that we should not blame God for the sin that we commit, we should not blame ourselves for the sin that someone else commits. And we need to understand that as we look at our own personal responsibility, that others have personal responsibility as well, and they will be held accountable by God. So a word to those that have been the victims of someone else's evil or sin, uh, continue to trust God that he will deal with them, that they will be held accountable. Uh, continue to forgive as you are able, as God has forgiven you, and it's a process. It will take some time. And I pray for God's healing in your life as well. And then once we are healed, we get to the point where we look at ourselves and we say, how can I keep from being someone that hurts myself or others? How can I keep from giving in to the kind of sin uh, that will destroy me? And often not only just me, but those around me as well. And the first step is to take personal responsibility to say, hey, what is within my decision and my control that I need to do? Because I may not be able to control what happened to me, but I can control my response to what happened to me. And many people, as you know, because of what's happened in their life, they turn around and then they give into and participate in the same sins that they've seen in their lives before. And we need to understand that each of us, no matter what has happened to us, have the ability, the responsibility, the grace of God, if we ask for it, to take charge of our process and to not sin. We know that evil is in the world. Evil is in the world because we have sinned as human beings. Adam and Eve rebelled against God. They broke his commandment, and therefore sin entered into the world. And when sin entered into the world, evil was given a door in, and Satan and his demonic forces are a part of this world, and Satan will come and tempt us by revealing evil, showing us, hey, there's an opportunity here for you to go against what God says. And then he lies to us about it. He makes us all kinds of promises that he can never keep, that will never come true. But then we make a choice. We make a decision whether to believe God and what he said, or to believe the lie and to do our own thing. What I've come to realize in now almost 30 years of ministry is that people will do what they want to do. I've talked to so many people about uh, the things they're struggling with, the things they're going through in their life, counseled hundreds, if not thousands of people about how they can avoid the temptations of sin, how can they can make changes in their life. And what I've come to realize is that for the most part, people do what they want to do. And no matter what you say to convince them, they will go ahead and do whatever makes them feel better, whatever makes them feel loved, whatever gives them power. And I think that those are the temptations that Satan offers to us to have relief from pain, uh, to feel some kind of temporary affirmation or love and some kind of temporary power. But again, those things he offers are temporary. They're not eternal. Only God can offer what's eternal. And in the end, those things that we seek temporary relief from and in, they only lead us to death. Uh, we know, we, we try to feel better about ourselves by participating in things that God tells us we should not participate in. That's what sin is. It's rebelling against God. It's putting ourselves first. It's going against what God has revealed in his word that we should do. And the simple truth is that sin leads to death. And sometimes we get in situations as a result of our own sin that we realize, hey, our life is not the way that we want it to be or the way that we thought it would be. And I constantly try to tell people and myself, if you don't like the results, then do something different. Some people keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting something to be different. 
But sometimes we need to change what we're doing. We actually need to do something different. And that change is called repentance. Repentance is when we turn around, we change our ways, and we do something different. You see, I believe that being a real Christian is about being honest about ourselves, first and foremost. We need to be honest. That's why there's no place for pride or arrogance in my life, because I need to be honest. Even the great apostle Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners. You know, I, I can sin with the best of them. We all know the evil that lurks within our heart. We know that evil exists in the world. We know our propensity and our inclination to give in to that evil for the temporary relief, the temporary sense of approval, the temporary sense of power that we feel. We need to be honest. But then I need to confess and say, that's wrong. That is not what God wants for me. And when I confess, when I agree with God about what is right and what is wrong, then I need to change my life. I need to repent and begin to do the things that are right and to not do or participate in the things that are wrong. kind of sounds old-fashioned and old-school when I put it that way, but that's really what it is. It's about confession and repentance. As a Christian, as a true follower of Jesus Christ, I'm going to be honest, and then I'm going to confess, and then I'm going to repent. And if I'm honest about my sins, and I confess my sins, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is faithful and just. He will forgive me of all of my sins. He will cleanse me of all of my unrighteousness. And then he wants me to repent, to change, and live differently, knowing that I don't have the strength to do it myself. He gives me the strength, if I will but ask for it. If I will but ask for it, he will give me the strength to resist temptation, to not sin, to walk in his ways and experience life. So in conclusion, I think it would be real good if all of us took a real honest look at ourselves and asked the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what within us can change. There are things in my life that I can't change. There are things that have happened to me that I can't change. And those I just must lay before God and say, God, those are in your hands. But I ask God today, what is in my hands? What is in my attitude, my response, my decisions, my plans for the future, my way forward? What is within my hands today that with your help, God, I can change and make a difference in my life, a difference in the life of others, and a difference in the world? May God bless you as you seek to journey to become more like Christ. May God bless us as Christians that we may become more honest, that we may confess our sins, that we may repent of our sins, that we, to the extent that it is within our ability, take personal responsibility for our actions going forward, for our thoughts. And praise and thanks be to God that he gives us mercy and grace through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I hope this has encouraged you today, and I hope that if you live in the Hartford area, you can join us at Hartford City Church every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. If you're not able to join us, again, you can check us out on Periscope, and our Sunday sermons will also be uploaded here on this podcast. God bless you. We'll see you at the next episode. It's filthy. Let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down. 